News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host lived in a van for over six months. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Jenna Barr. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Like sands through the Blackwater, so are the days of our Milton. Now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theater. We want to work with y'all. We want to have everybody happy. And it seems like there's a few people that just absolutely don't care and don't give a crap and instead want to keep up a feud. And it's time for it to stop. Well, I'm sorry, Jeff, but you've sat there and you've ignored people that have come up. We've watched you. We've videotaped you while you sat there and you looked away while people are standing here showing you things. Should I sit here? Should I just sit here and make sure I'm like... Yes, that's your job. That's what you're supposed to be listening to us. When, when you're writing things or you're looking at your phone or you're just looking off into space, it's so disrespectful. It, is, it most certainly is. Ask somebody that's never been I'm here just, before I'm just because gonna, it's the I'm truth. I'm going to interrupt. I understand there's an important conversation for y'all to have, but it's, it's going to be after the... So let me just tell you, this is why I could never be on like the city council or the county commission because I would 100% be the commissioner that's rolling my eyes and throwing my pen in the air. I know because when I'm watching these meetings, I do these things. Like, oh my God, stop it. You know, <laughs> like, especially over this issue of the wastewater treatment plant location, which is what this was. Okay. This was, remember, we had a city council that changed half of its members in the election. So the question is does the city council now support the location of the wastewater treatment plant that's been in the works for all of these years uh, over right behind? Behind the um, uh, the Santa Rosa, like the correctional facility and the sheriff's office, right on the east side of Cooper's Basin, in this you know empty lot that's over by the Gulf Powers or FPL's doing a thing there. Anyway, there's building of the plant on one the northwest corner of the intersection, and then running the uh, the treated effluent up the hill into these uh, what are going to be rapid infiltration basins on a 100-acre lot of land that the county has to transfer to the city. And the backdrop to all this is the county already agreed to transfer this property to the city, but they had a technical change in the product, in the description of the land and the parcel. And so at the last county commission meeting, they balked at transferring it, even though they got told by their lawyer, Tom Danheiser, you don't really have a leg to stand on to balk here. But, you know, they did anyway. James Calkins, who thinks that Mayor Lindsay runs Milton, I mean, no kidding. That's his even even the like friends of James Calkins in this meeting said, you know, yeah, I think he does think that. And that's why he said he wanted to hear from the mayor. Um, the only thing that I want to say is I was at the meeting with the county and the problem was from perspective was that James Calkins felt that the mayor ruled over the council <laughs> which she does not she's the tiebreaker vote and he basically wanted to hear from her because he doesn't understand the milton city government structure which is kind of an odd thing for a santa rosa county commissioner to not understand but okay fine uh, so he wants to hear today in the meeting from heather Lindsay. 
Well, Heather Lindsay, not knowing for sure what the new council wants to do, wanted to find out what the new council wants to do. So she brought a proclamation forward, I guess you'd call it, that was a whereas, a whereas, a whereas, a resolution. And then it would basically be a, we are fully committed to this site and to those places for the rapid infiltration basins. Well, as you would expect, if you know Milton, this was another big old fight. But So, uh, you know, all of the normal critics, you know, the people who are always raising a stink about this, pun intended, um, those who give a crap, to quote the previous speaker, um, <laughs> that's not all that interesting because we've covered that many times and they say the same things over and over again, um, some of which are worth saying and some of which are outrageous. And it's just that's what's frustrating is you hear these crazy things get said again and again. And you're like, OK, fine. We've covered that before. But the new members of city council hadn't had their say. Now, Roxanne Meese, who is not a new member, she says that she's completely for this. And the, the way the opponents have been really fixating on this is what if there were a catastrophic hurricane that hit that wastewater treatment plant in operation and spilled a bunch of sewage into the Blackwater River into Cooper's Basin? Well, as has been said many times, at the level of height that that treatment plant is going to be at, it would take something that would put the entire city under 30 foot of water to make that happen, meaning you got bigger problems at that point, which is what Roxanne Meese said. She's all for it. She says, we've covered this. I don't get the issue. Jeff Snow, nothing is really perfect, but this is really good. Casey Powell, it's time to move forward. Okay, familiar voices. Matt Jarrett wasn't at the meeting, uh, but I believe he is in support of it also, but he didn't get to vote. Gavin Hawthorne, a new member. One thing that I would advise is that everyone go look at the land. If 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 somebody is the, the reason why I say that is if, if you're getting a house built, you're going to look at the land. If you're getting a anything built, you're going to look at it. And he says, which is something that the critics have brought up, is that there's this erosion over on the other side where all there's all kinds of runoff and canyons and all kinds of crazy erosion, which is a concern for the site in general, and people ought to go look and know what they're buying. But he says, I'm still good with this project going forward on that site, even though I have my concerns. This resolution then says y'all are agreeing to resolve that we're going to move forward. So I hear you stating concerns, but you still support the resolution. Yes, ma'am. All right. So that is four votes in favor so far. Before I get to the rest of them, let's get uh, Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Okay. Uh, Traffic on the Fives brought to you by Tops Appliances and uh, South Century Boulevard, that's Highway 29 and uh, Champion and McDavid. There was an accident, but no roadblock. It looks like that's been moved off to the side. Same with Woodbine and Quail Drive. And then Claire at the Atmore Conoff and through to Car City now in Pensacola. Traffic on the Fives brought to you by Tops Appliance, featuring freezers and refrigerators and dishwashers and ranges, washers, and dryers from GE, Hot Point, Speed Queen, and more. Top Supplies, Highway 90 in Milton. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. All right, so we've heard, thanks so much, Candy. So we've heard from four members so far. Gavin Hawthorne and um, and uh, Roxanne Meese and Jeff Snow and Casey Powell are all in favor of keeping the current location, the planned location, and therefore taking the parcel from the county to use it for the rapid infiltration basins. Marilyn Farrow. I was already concerned about the 24-acre city-owned site for the plant and the 100-acre county-owned site for the ribs. But yesterday, after walking and riding through those areas, those concerns were confirmed. I saw firsthand that it is riveled with evidence of past and present extreme erosion, deep canyons, steep gullies, and underground springs. 
that pop up within a few inches of the topsoil. So she has concerns about the erosion in the area, which, again, is one of the various things that the critics, the opponents, some of whom at least live right there in Cooper's Basin, have been raising about this. You know, and a lot of this is clearly they just don't want it in their backyard, which is a very understandable and human response. She goes on and says, I'm concerned about the maintenance because of those issues. Uh, I watched Governor DeSantis's speech, his inauguration in person, and the lesson I took from it. Well, today I attended Governor DeSantis's inauguration, and he stated, this was my favorite quote of his speech, Florida is now in a golden era for conservation of our treasured natural resources. Our momentum is strong, and we will finish what we started. We will leave Florida to God better than we found it. I think, Madam Mayor, that we can do better. Let's ask the county for alternate sites to be identified and explored. Which, again, has been the latest push is let's find some other site. You know, find some other anywhere site that we can do both the plant itself and also the ribs. And, again, keep in mind that the people who are opposed to this, Anything will do, like anything to hinky up the process, whether it's the technical description of the parcel to try to stall the county from giving the property over to the city to use for this purpose, um, whether it is raising of the possibility of other locations or and some of the concerns are genuine, you know, like the plant when it's built will not have the capacity to discharge. Well, the, the ribs will not give it enough capacity to discharge as much as is discharging now from the old plant, which does go directly into the Blackwater River, but that has to be removed based on a bunch of things that have happened, so it has to get eliminated. We can't stay with that current site. Anyway, they're looking for anything that's going to slow this process up, and the idea that there might be other locations has been the more recent push, even though the city has been looking for other locations for years and years now. Mike Cusack, another new member. So Marilyn Farrow's a no vote, okay? Mike Cusack, another new member. I'm a pretty straightforward shooter. I'm totally against this resolution. If you, anybody has been out to that site and seen what I have seen, as Gavin uh, reiterated, it's, it's a nightmare. So he says he's totally against it. And so you then wind up basically having the vote. You know, what's the vote going to be? Well, we go through the drama of Jeff Snow getting yelled at and to caulk and stuff. But then eventually the roll call vote is. The votes are Councilman Cusack, nay. Councilman Farrow, nay. Councilman Meese, aye. Councilman Hawthorne, aye. Councilman Snow, aye. Councilman Vance, nay. And Councilman Powell, aye. So the three, three of the four new people, Vance, Pharaoh and um, uh, Mike Cusack all voted no. Even if Matt Jarrett had been there and voted no, you still would have had Heather Lindsay as a tiebreaker to vote yes. So this would have passed either way. But now she's getting getting to go today to the uh, the Santa Rosa County Commission and tell them a very mixed message, which is look by a four to three vote we approve this. Maybe a five to three vote. Uh, we want to go forward with this. Please give us the parcel. And they don't have a real leg to stand on to refuse to give it because, again, it's a technical change in the description of the parcel. So it's going to happen, not today, but on Thursday officially is when that vote's going to take place. But she was asked to go, and that's why they kind of went through all of this drama. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. But does this mean that it's over? Oh, God, God no. You'd be crazy to think that it's going to be over. There is still going to be a lot of discussion about this, I'm sure. Conflict of personalities. Hawkins felt that the mayor ruled. Sorry, that's the wrong clip. <laughs> Just all of the. It's so crazy, all this stuff. Instead, want to keep up a feud. 
and it's time for it to stop. Well, I'm sorry, Jeff, but you've sat there and you... It is time for it to stop, but I don't expect it to stop anytime soon because, well, we've seen how we've gotten here so far. 621 on News Radio 92.3, I'm Andrew McKay. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis and Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, call Benakis and Associates. Now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates. Leave the numbers to the experts. This is Mike Wiggins. I don't have to tell you that winter can be tough on our lawns and gardens, but there is much to be done, such as planting winter annuals and getting ready for spring. And remember, if you've got lawn and garden questions, we've got the answers on the guard line every Tuesday morning from 9 until 10 and 8 to 9 on Saturdays. The Garden Line, only on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Florida Department of Health in Escambia County works to protect, promote, and improve the health of the community. And this month, they are educating you on the CORE program. That is a network of addiction care involving opioid recovery. If you would like more information on resources to help better improve the health of your community, contact your local Escambia County Health Department online at escambiacountyhealth.com or follow them on Twitter at Healthy Escambia. You can also find them located at 1295 West Fairfield Drive here in Pensacola. Tune in to News Radio Pensacola on the FM dial at 92.3 and 95.3. Listen on the AM dial at 1620. Nobody puts baby in a corner. voice Billy Idol well done but well, this is I know the band yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not really fair rot. I know it's on my iPhone oh uh, Generation X when Billy Idol yeah. was still a hard rocker 624 he just on got a star in the walk of fame did he I don't know why did he I, yeah, did I? Uh, <laughs> I think it's his amazing work in the wedding singer oh that could be uh, <laughs> David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines David President Biden in Mexico City today discussing migration with uh, Mexico's president at the North American Leaders Summit they'll also be talking fentanyl trafficking trade and economic development today now Florida Senator Rick Scott tweeted about it he says the president needs to do more than visit a pre-vetted spot on the border. He says he should go into the communities suffering from the open border policies. About a third of Americans have apparently uh, stopped going to church. That according to a study on how COVID-19 lockdowns impacted attendance of religious services in the U.S. The American Enterprise Institute says that uh, in the, as of the spring of 2022, 
33% of Americans reported they never go to church, that number up from 25% before the pandemic. And thousands of nurses today are on strike in New York City. One woman that walked off the job uh, after they didn't reach a new agreement says... We've been negotiating since September because we need change, we need safe staffing, we need staffing enforcement. Uh, And nurses have been fighting there for uh, higher pay and no cuts to their health benefits, higher staffing levels. 7,000 nurses at two New York City hospitals walked off the job just a few hours ago. You don't see that very often. How many nurses work in New York? I mean, that number's got to be 50,000. Yeah, well, so these nurses are from two hospitals, yeah. and I'd assume they've got to have several more. Right. I, uh, I'm, just, city, I'm, yeah. I'm just completely spiffballing numbers based on, I remember how like when the police, you know, the size of the police force in New York City is crazy. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, that's that's kind of what I was thinking, but obviously significant for those hospitals, and I'm sure for healthcare in the city. David, thanks so much for the update. Candy's got traffic on the fives. Traffic on the fives brought to you by Avalon HR. Now, unknown if there's a roadblock, it's Chemstrand and Old Chemstrand uh, near Ascend Park and Outlaw Auto glass and it looks like it's moving just moving slow but certainly watch out for that area again Chemstrand and old Chemstrand right there at that corner near ascend park uh traffic on the fives brought to you by avalon hr with everything going on you need avalon and if you have traffic tips text 437-1620 news radio 923 informative local dependable hey when you're getting ready to look at that next vehicle okay frontier motors a great place to start here's why they have this incredible selection about 300 different cars and trucks on the lot at any given time and that changes all the time right cars get sold cars get bought cars get sold old cars get bought. Um, But the point is that they have right side by side all the sedans you could want, all the trucks you could want, all the minivans, all of the SUVs, whatever, so that you can really compare them yourself. You know, put your butt in the car and drive it. Sit in it, fiddle with the knobs, you know, because the kind of stuff like sometimes we buy cars a little bit too quickly without thinking and really experiencing them. So that's what's going to happen. That's why, you know, a month into the car, you're like, oh, I didn't know I didn't like that. <laughs> it does happen. So try a bunch of different ones out. And Frontier Motors, what they specialize in is cars that are, you know, one, two, three years old, low miles, great condition, good prices. And again, there's a reason you see all those bumper stickers and license plate frames all over the area because so many people have bought cars from them. Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years right behind that big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell him Andrew McKay says hi. May I kiss my grits? <laughs> is another place where it seems to be two different stories. In Congress, 88% are Christian. You have people who are more Jewish in Congress than the overall population. And then look at this one. Nearly a third of Americans don't identify with any religion. Good luck finding somebody in Congress to represent that point of view. Less than 1% of all elected members of Congress represent that sort of unaffiliated religious point of view. I thought that was a really interesting sequence that Chuck Todd did in Meet the Press on Sunday where he was talking about, you know, Congress versus America. Things like, you know, more men in Congress, 72-28 versus the population, which is actually slightly more female. Uh, black, Hispanic, white, you know, white, 74%, 59% in the in the, uh, the uh, the regular population. But the religious one is the one that caught me off guard. I'm not surprised by it. I thought it was interesting how much he emphasized that the, you know, kind of David mentioned the people who don't go to church, but also the people who do not affiliate at all. There's 29% of the U.S. population who don't affiliate, and yet 
in the Congress, nobody is unaffiliated almost with religion. Now, this is not equal by party, as you can see. Democratic members of Congress, the Democratic caucuses are less male, less white, and less Christian. But as you can see overall, still big majorities in all three as compared to the Republicans. I thought that was an interesting statement, that the Democrats are less Christian. Which is just, I mean, you know, not like a judgment. He's just saying, you know, those who identify as Christian, there's a lower number of them among the Democrats than among the Republicans, which is not particularly surprising. GOP is 99% identifies as Christian. Dems are 76% identifies as Christian. And I know some people would say, well, they may say they are, but that doesn't make that. Okay, putting that aside, that's a pretty stark difference in terms of religiosity between, and not that this is news exactly, but I thought it was interesting for him to highlight it and to talk about that discrepancy. And it is an interesting one to note that with so much of the population being either unaffiliated or not in favor of any kind of so-called organized religion or doesn't go to church on a regular basis, that you do not find that particular viewpoint represented, at least not overtly, in Congress. What do you have coming up, David? The best part about taking Z-Cool Pure Z's Sleep Plus Next Day Energy at night is actually the next morning. I wake up alert with none of the grogginess from taking too much melatonin. Pure Z Sleep Plus Next Day Energy is a bilayer tablet with immediate release melatonin and extended release B vitamins to help me fall asleep naturally and wake refreshed. It's my secret weapon for a great night's sleep and a great morning. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Can't beat that. Z-Cool Pure Z's Gummies. Sleep better, wake your best. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Friday night, all 20s gangsters, mobsters, politicians, and malls will gather at the Bootleg Ball at the Museum of Commerce. Wear your 20s attire for the fundraising benefiting the University of West Florida Historic Trust. Visit Pensacola.com for more. Dress up or dress down and join the Pensacola Symphony for the annual Beethoven and Blue Jeans performance Saturday night at the Sanger Theater. Get ticket info at PensacolaSymphony.com. Local news with News Radio's news team, Operation Blue Christmas. 16 guns, ranging from assault rifles, shotguns, hunting rifles, anything you wanted, that's what they had in, in these houses. Sheriff Chip Simmons says their narcotics unit executed warrants at five area homes over the last seven days, and all 1,600 grams of fentanyl were seized, which Simmons says is enough to kill 800,000 people. On News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. My colleague from California, Mr. Garcia, knows the incredibly high regard I hold him in. He is a patriot. I deeply, deeply admire him. But I must take some exception with some of the comments he made in his nomination of Mr. McCarthy. First, he said that Mr. McCarthy has earned the position. You only earn the position of Speaker of the House if you can get the votes. Mr. McCarthy doesn't have the votes today. He will not have the votes tomorrow, and he will not have the votes next week, next month, next year. Ah. 
You know, sometimes the sound clip doesn't age the way you think it will. Tellers agree in their tallies that the total number of votes cast is 428, of which the Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the state of California has received 216. And in case you're not so quick on the math... The Honorable Kevin McCarthy of the state of California, having received a majority of the votes cast is duly elected Speaker of the House of Representatives. But to be fair, Matt wasn't totally wrong. He didn't really have the votes except that the opponents voted present, like Matt and some of the others voted present in that final round of voting, and that lowered the total number of votes, which lowered the threshold needed to get a majority, as, as in you know half plus one. Uh, and so he did get elected Speaker of the House later on that evening after a lot of drama, eight hours of drama, that I will not bother summarizing for you. <laughs> because... And oh, by the way, there there was one moment um, in there where um, uh, Mike Rogers actually seemed like he was on the verge of taking a swing at Matt while Matt was sitting, and it was kind of this whoa, <laughs> what's going on there? But look, people just get upset in the moment, and it, you know, a hot and heavy debate, and people say things, and the both of them have said this is no big deal, we're past it. There was a tense moment late night Friday night when Congressman Mike Rogers, expected to be the next chairman of House Armed Services, confronted you. You guys both serve on the Armed Services Committee. What was that all about, and are you guys going to be able to work together on armed services? Well, Mike Rogers is going to be a terrific chairman of the Armed Services Committee, and we share a deep commitment to our national defense, to our men and women in uniform. And, of course, in a late-night moment of high drama, people can have moments of frustration. But Mike Rogers and I have a six-year productive uh, working relationship. We're going to work together wonderfully going forward, and I don't think there should be any punishment or reprisal just because he had an animated moment. He has my forgiveness and uh, certainly is someone who's done great things for our national defense and will continue to do those great things. And exactly right. I mean, but it was weird to see like one congressman have his hand around the face of another congressman pulling him back away from going towards Matt on the floor of the those house. memes were great. Yeah, they, <laughs> very entertaining. Not Mike Rogers' finest moment exactly, but there you go. So, after all the drama, Kevin McCarthy was elected Speaker of the House. He swore in all the new members and all good. So what you might be wondering is, what did all of this accomplish? Well, there are several different answers to that question. Um, but, you know, what they had wanted to do was to get a vote on the floor for a balanced budget. What they wanted to do was get a floor, floor, floor vote on the uh, border control policies that the Texas delegation wanted. And they wanted a term limits bill. Time will tell to what degree that's going to come. But several of the things that they were wanting uh, basically turns out correct. They managed to get a lot of concessions in the process of all of this. And, uh, you know, Dan Bishop was one of the Republicans who stood against, and he was on, uh, let's see, uh, Meet the Press on Sunday. This work began with proposals for rules, changes that those of us who worked on this began back in July. And it took a long time before the dialogue could begin. But members throughout the conference have celebrated those provo uh, proposals for the, in the main. Now, you mentioned one, the motion to vacate the chair. You suggest that we demanded something new. No, that's been in the rules. That's been in parliamentary law in the United States for, since the country began until Pelosi eliminated it at the beginning of the last Congress. We simply 
uh, undid the the trampling upon tradition in the House that Nancy Pelosi had engaged in. So again, I mean, what it had been, I think it was five. The number of uh, representatives to bring a vote to recall the chair was five, and now it's one, which is what it has always been prior to Nancy Pelosi running things in a very authoritarian way that she did. Jim Jordan, who was a key player in all of this, and of course one of the recipients or votes for Speaker of the House several different times. To understand what these rules, this this rules package is designed to do is to stop what we saw happen literally 15 days ago, where the Democrats passed a $1.7 trillion monstrosity of a bill that spent the American taxpayers' money in all kinds of crazy ways. So that's what that's, it's why you have 72 hours to actually review the document. We're gonna enforce that rule. The Democrats didn't have that rule. So we, a single subject, so you can't have a bill where you throw all kinds of other things on that piece of legislation. So those are the kind of rules that we think make sense. 72 hours to review, you know, and I think more, frankly, for a lot of these things. The single subject rule is one of the things that Kevin McCarthy agreed to. Love that. That means that a bill would only be on one thing instead of being on multiple things or having multiple incoherent things thrown together. We've seen that with the Constitution Revision Commission, the amendments we got to vote on last time around. It's crazy, but it happens all the time in Congress, and that should not be the case. You should have single, clean bills. There are other things as well. I'll tell you about those in a second, right after we get traffic on the fives from Candy. All right, a little out of the uh, listening area, I guess, but P.J. Adams Parkway and then uh, 85 and South Vernon Boulevard. Now, this is, uh, of course, in Crestview, just off I-10, but it is backed up in both directions, north and south of I-10, and then uh, P.J. Adams Parkway coming on to 85. Uh, taking a look around the area, uh, unknown if there's a roadblock, but real slow between Chemstrand and Old Chemstrand near Ascend Park and Outlaw Autoglass, and very slow again. It doesn't. I'm not sure if it's an accident or not, but Highway 98, this is eastbound, from about the turnoff to Navarre Parkway uh, to uh, the Navarre Walmart there. Uh, if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. This brought to you by Discover Card, and with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any uh, amount at any time. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms apply again traffic tips text 437-1620 news radio 92.3 informative local dependable thanks so much candy back to the things that were gained by the dissidents in getting the eventual vote of kevin mccarthy as speaker of the house they did get a lot of concessions another one jim Jordan explained was presence on committees across the conference and acro- across the various committees in the house and also spreading members out on committees across the conference so you get the diversity of opinion within the republican conference on all the key committees, you will get a better product coming out of committee, which will then go to the floor, which gives you a better opportunity to pass the kind of legislation to address the problems that I just talked about. So the members of the like the Freedom Caucus were basically underrepresented on several key committees uh, because they weren't what the Kevin McCarthyites were wanting, but they got concessions to be more evenly spread. And you say, well, an agreement in principle. Yeah, but people like Byron Donalds, who was a member for many vote sequences, he was the one that the Republicans, the holdouts, wanted as their guy. Well, Byron Donalds is on steering now. And steering, in case you're not familiar, steering is the one that assigns everybody to all the other committees. So that's real power because the ability to put people on the other committees is kind of the issue. And I know one of the things that people have raised is, you know, Matt Gates staged this rebellion against Kevin McCarthy. Does this mean that Matt's going to get nothing done in the Congress? I don't think so. Um, and by the way, I've, I've offered Matt to come on the show. Uh, he's declined so far. But, you know, um, I think that it's not going to work out that way because if he did, if McCarthy didn't give, like he's been on judiciary and on armed services, and I thought he was on another one uh, a couple years ago, but I can't remember for sure uh, in his first term. He was on a third one, if I, I, but I just don't remember which one it was. Um, in any case, 
you know, if he doesn't get on committees, then he's going to call for a recall of the speaker because McCarthy has reneged on agreements, right? I mean, that's where this goes, which they can do. But there were all kinds of things that they talked about accomplishing, including a promise from the speaker that they would hold the budget at 2022 funding levels. That the $1.7 trillion that's going to go in this year, that will not be. That it'll be a $1.4 trillion budget. You say, how are they going to get back to that? Well, time will tell. But that's been one of the agreements. So all kinds of things, including being able to bring amendments on the floor, especially during the, the budget process, which they haven't been able to do in years. And so it looks like this accomplished quite a bit. Did it accomplish enough to really reform Congress and to make Washington, D.C. function better? Well, keep in mind that the House of Representatives is still just one branch of government, half a branch of government, right? And so even if the Republicans can get their act together and do the things they want to do, it's not obvious that anybody in the Senate is going to go along because the Democrats control the Senate. So will it just be kind of gridlock in Congress? Will it actually be reform? Will you know it look bad to the American people and so people contact their senators and say, hey, stop being dill holes and get this stuff done? Uh, you know, all of this time will tell. And of course, in two years, we're going to elect a new president or reelect the current president and we'll find out what difference that makes, what the Senate, you know, so... I wouldn't hold your breath if you were thinking that this is going to make a big difference. But at the very least, it seems like uh, Gates uh, and crew did accomplish some things. And they certainly picked their moment. I mean, if, if they wanted to accomplish this stuff, finding the time when you actually had enough political leverage to make something happen to force the new speaker to give you concessions in order to get his speakership, I, you know, when it's when it's a tight majority and you have a block of votes that'll no vote in order to get some stuff done, you know, that's effective use of political leverage. Again, the question will be, how does this play out long run and does it include political retaliation as a result of that effort? Time will tell. 650 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. If you're driven by an adventurous heart, you're in luck because the redesigned 2023 Subaru Outback shares your spirit. The Outback can take you as far as you want to explore with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive. And Subaru's estimated highway fuel economy for non-turbo 2023 Outback models is up to 32 miles per gallon. And comparing information from competitors' website, the Outback has more ground clearance than Honda CRV or Toyota RAV4. So you can take on the path less traveled with ease. And with Experian Automotive Studied Vehicle in operation versus total new registrations, they found that 97% of Outback vehicles sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today, which means you can explore your world with confidence. The 2023 Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Actual mileage may vary. Clearance comparisons as of June 2022. Experian data for model years 2012 to 2021 as of December 2022. What a great party platter for the game this weekend or chicken wings in bulk orders at Costello's Butcher Shop and Deli. You will find a selection of specialty meats from choice to agu, chicken, or even a whole pig all cut to order from fine wine to cheese and dessert platters and boar's head lunch sandwiches. Can't find what you're looking for? Ask and they'll order it for the best meats, top deli items, and Italian family hospitality. It's Costello's Butcher Shop and Deli, a great place to meet up on the west side of Pensacola. 
What'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at SWMedSpa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit SWMedSpa.com. Wake up with Andrew McKay in the Pensacola Morning News. Lifestyle talk with Jenna Barr and Pep Talk. Drive home with Bobby Rossi in Pensacola right now on News Radio 923. Average gallon of gas, 328, 329 in Florida. So we're a penny worse. It's still way too high. Uh, Texas is 286. Uh, Florida, California is 442. If you're in Navarre this morning, Walmart's east and west, 306, 305. Uh, 305 for the Garcon Point Bridge, 329 in Gulf Breeze proper. 304 in Milton at the Raceway, 305 in Pea Ridge at the Murphy, and then 314 a couple stations in Pace. Getting over into Pensacola, looks like the Walmart has 297. Same at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. And then coming in from the southwest side, the only place that is under 3 bucks, a little off the beaten path, that's the Pure on Jackson. Otherwise, everybody's like in the 307, uh, 311 kind of range. 654 here on News Radio 923. Good morning. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. We got David Wayne back in the hot chair. Back from vacation. Good to have you back, David. Thank you. Good to be back. Officials in Brazil say at least 400 people have been arrested in connection with the weekend storming of government buildings there. There've been the, the buildings have since been cleared. Hundreds of supporters of the country's former president apparently were refusing to accept the latest election results. President Biden condemned the event on uh, Sunday, saying the will of the Brazilian people must not be undermined. This all happened after Brazilian President Luiz Inacio Lola da Silva was inaugurated last Last week, more than 7,000 nurses on strike in New York City. They walked off the job this morning after not reaching a new contract deal. They've been fighting for uh, higher pay and higher staffing levels as well. And Avatar, the way of the water, apparently continuing to dominate at the box offices across North America. James Cameron's latest blockbuster movie earned another $45 million in its fourth week in theaters across the U.S. and Canada. And it uh, had a pretty impressive $15 million lead over the second place movie this weekend, which was uh, horror comedy Megan, which made about $30 million. All right, very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. 655, we got Candy with Traffic on the Fives. That's right. It looks like she has a more unsettling dance than Wednesday. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. I remember that Julio. dance is fantastic. That, yeah, I tried to oh learn my it. God. Yeah. <laughs> Julio said, well, wait till you see the reason. Uh, it's Traffic on the Fives, and again, a roadblock, or real slow anyway, or it was Chemstrand at Old Chemstrand. That's near Ascend Park and Outlaw Auto Glass. Very slow on Highway 98, Navarre. And this is eastbound from about the turnoff, uh, Navarre Park, uh, to the Navarre Walmart. And maybe a little out of the listening area again, but 85 is really, really backed up, and Crestview South Vernon is backed up, and just all of it is a big mess. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. All right, I'm, I'm going to do an Andrew explain, just because. Oh, okay. I- <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, so the Wednesday is this show on Netflix. It's Wednesday Adams based uh-huh. on the Adams family, right? And it's her going to college, and it's kind of a... Or, 
prep school, I guess, actually. But anyway, very interesting show. Okay, but in about the third or fourth episode of that, she goes to a dance and she does this really wild, cool arms wiggling up in the air kind of dancing thing. I don't know how to describe Where it. Where she's dead, then she's not dead. And then right. She's, right, right. Right, zombie dance-esque, okay? It's cute. And the only reason I mention that is because if you didn't see that, but then you saw on any of your social media feeds, you're like, why are there all these girls dancing in this kind of weird... Well, that's why, because they're doing that dance. I couldn't figure out what it was until you said that. And and if you, yeah, there's yeah. people that are mimicking the dance, like teachers, and it's real cool. Right, yeah. and and you know, it's one of those things where like, if nobody bothers to explain to you and you didn't see the underlying show, mm-hmm. then you'd be like, what's going on? I don't understand. Well, now you know. Okay. <laughs> she looks like my sister's friends from college. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but the original dance, like the original dance that she does is very cool. It's like captivating. You're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. 6.57 here on News Radio 90. Two, three, uh, time for future news. Uh, a few news is when we tell you uh, what's going to happen before it ever happens. Uh, all right, let's start with, since we've been talking about it this hour, the Congress and some of the changes that were agreed to. Will it turn out, let's say, in six months, okay, that Matt Gates and the holdouts really did get some substantial concessions from the Speaker in the way, you know, committees are assigned or the way bills are heard or the budget and all that? I mean, well, generally speaking, we look back and say they won in what they got. Yes. I actually think so. I'm, You know, I think this looked like a lot of drama, and it got covered like a big embarrassment for the Republicans, but I think it's going to make the House better, and I do think that the holdouts got some significant concessions. Time will tell, of course, whether they get everything they asked for. Pelican drop. You know, we got the uh, all four of the ones who spoke about it, county commissioners, say yes. They say DIB is on board, that we're trying Andy our Zimmern. best to get it. You know, and, you know, we got, I know right. that the, you know, city council, mayor, everybody wants the Pelican drop back. Will we get the Pelican drop back this year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm always in yeah, favor absolutely. of this. Absolutely. Always, yeah, big party. The money's going to have to come from somebody. Maybe um, gallery night. But it's worth doing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, move gallery night to December to 31st. Sunday. It's a Sunday. That would solve all of that stuff. That's right. Uh, let's see. The sailfish sign. Commissioner Bender says it's going to be up, running, fully original, total functionality within the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I, I, man, I hate I believe to, in Bender. I hate to go out <laughs> on a limb on a construction deadline. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and fully functional? Yes. I also, yes. I yeah, forget sure. you haven't seen it in its glory. I know. I haven't yeah, seen it's, it. It's in cool. it. I've seen like the old, Vegas. old videos of how Vegas it's really Beach. supposed to work. Yeah, uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> Westbound side of the Pensacola Bay Bridge finished in February, finished in May, finished this year. May. I do not make predictions about FDOT projects ever. Uh, Fourth. Why do you ask? <laughs> no, because like. I'm just that, kidding. It's my chance to say I don't make these predictions. Um, oh. Governor DeSantis is uh, has changed out the board of a school, the New South School or whatever, and he's trying to make the Hillsdale of the South this conservative, um, small liberal arts college in Michigan, a fantastic oh, school. I saw that, yeah. And he's trying to do that in the South. Will that turn out? No. Man, it's just Maybe. hard to change course on a school that is left-leaning liberal arts and make it, you know, right-leaning liberal oh, arts. Oh, by the way, yeah, I know. Yeah, You're going to have right. to get all new parents new for all teachers. new kids. To, yeah. Will <laughs> Santa Rosa County agree to the transfer of the property today for the wastewater treatment plant Ribs and milk? No. They have to. I mean, there's... They have to. They have to. I hope you do. They will. You're listening to... News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.